Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hey everybody, Sophia Renea here. I wanted to just let you know before we go into this interview that I had the most amazing talk with Carrie Hummingbird and it was two hours, which means I can't put it all into today's show. So you need to check back in October because I'm going to do a producer's cut, which is the complete interview and that will air October 19th and 26th. And so you should come and hear that talk because we discuss a bunch of things that are not included in today's interview, including uh, her understanding of the situation around things like cultural appropriation. And so it's going to be a very interesting interview, and you're going to want to catch all of that. But today, I give you the short form and look forward to sharing the complete talk with you on October 19th and 26th. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Uh, today, we are going to talk about stepping into your purpose. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind you that on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, you can join me for what's called the Spirit Talks Development Experience. And this is where we grow into our gifts. We explore the edges of our intuition and following our soul purpose through life. And it's a wonderful community of seekers who are actually stepping into their purposes and finding the spiritual breadcrumbs and following those. So if you would like to join us for that, it's at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash spirit talks one. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-T-A-L-K-S and a numeric one. It's $10 and it's the best $10 you're going to spend. <laughs> Today, I have an amazing guest with me. Today, we have Carrie Hummingbird. She's a soul guide and is a channel of an embodiment of White Eagle, an ascended master who specializes in rainbow light and activation of human DNA. She has served as a social activist, leader, and philanthropist for over three decades. She's the founder of the Skills Not Pills movement and the host of the Soul Nectar Show. Ms. Hummingbird inspires people to live their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. She catalyzes mind shifts that transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom with her Reinvent Yourself programs for individual and group mentoring. She's the international best-selling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and the award-winning best-selling book, Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which describes the early years of her spiritual awakening. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you with me, Carrie. Thank you, Sophia Rinia. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. So um, take us back to before. Go take us back to when you were mostly a muggle and following all those rules that we're told when we're growing up. Yeah, so my muggle life. Well, my muggle life is I chose to, I went to a really good school. I went to a good college in the East Coast and I graduated and I couldn't find a job. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just go work in high tech because I had an English degree and I thought I can, 
I can do technical writing. So I actually began a career in technical writing for like 20 years in Silicon Valley. Wow. That, that's it's a really, really different life than I'm living yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, hmm, and an interesting connection to make. I'm good at English. I'm going into tech. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had computer science. My dad, my dad said, you know what? You're going to a liberal arts school. You want to do art and English. Mm, you should probably have something useful. <laughs> so that was his perspective. <laughs> okay. So my dad won that argument. And I did computer science and I resisted throwing my computer out the window on several occasions. Uh, it's not my strong suit doing yeah, that kind of work. <laughs> my, my first computer that I worked with, we had to name the computer and I named it Fred for freaking rational electronic device. <laughs> and it's so funny because like right before we started this episode, my computer like had a blue screen and went to this whole crazy thing. And, and for the first time, like I've, I've gotten so loving that I was even loving my computer. I was like, Oh, sweetheart, it's okay. I'm going to coach you through this. Give me that hammer. I will show throw you. it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been a lot of work personally, but um, yeah, so I, I had this whole life that I was living that I thought was what you were supposed to do. I thought you were supposed to get a job and be successful and then find the, the guy and, and I found the guy and there was like lightning across the room and I married him and oh my goodness, then we had children and then it's like things had been from the moment we met, things had been already sort of provoking me. Like I knew that. I needed some support and, and I needed to, to, there was something going on inside of me. I needed to heal. And, um, because when I was in high school, it started rearing its head when I, when I became sexual, you know, like when I, all your stuff starts to come up. So when I got married, then it came out again. Cause when you get married, you're in this partnership and you're like, Oh no, like it's not all like roses and sunshine and fun. You know, like there's yeah, actually exactly. work. There's work involved with this. <laughs> so I just ride off into the sunset. <laughs> it's not just easy. So, but I, I went into it and I was like, okay, so we went to psychotherapy because that's the tool I knew. That's the tool my parents introduced me to actually. I'm, I'm like one of the first generations where that was a tool given to children. So mm-hmm so interesting, right? Like not that long ago, I was born in 69. So, um, so I went that psychotherapy route. I was in psychotherapy for probably 20 years, just mm-hmm. going every week, talking about my problems, having the therapist go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. notes. <laughs> that was it. You know, like there was maybe a couple of <laughs> recommendations. Yeah. And, oh, I know. feel you on that. I, I spent about 20 years also in psychotherapy and probably talked to six different therapists over that time period. And the first one and the last one were the best of the bunch. The first one understood about some conscious mind and the importance of dreams and this sort of thing. And so she incorporated a lot of that into what we were doing, which was helpful to me. Uh, the ones in the middle were apparently really classically trained and unwilling to step out of any kind of a prescribed box. And then the last one, I deliberately sought out one that understood like cognitive behavioral therapy and EFT tapping, this kind of stuff. And she was really good too. <laughs> but yeah. Well, the, you know, the interesting thing about the traditional psychotherapy model, because I did also had a couple in there that were really good. Like our couples therapy coach, was more like uh, our therapist was more like a coach. So she actually gave us practical things like, okay, 
do this over the next two weeks. You know, like, yeah, experiment with this and see how this goes. <laughs> try to unravel this pattern of getting each other's pockets all the time, you know, using a timeout, you know, things like that. <laughs> so it was very practical, but, you know, it didn't really get underneath it. And when I had my first son, um, I was great during the pregnancy. The pregnancy was wonderful. I enjoyed being pregnant. It was great. I felt him in my body. It was so beautiful. And then it was like the moment he was born, it's like this dark cloud descended. And I just had this huge depressive period. And like, I felt really out of control. I wasn't getting enough sleep. He was a really colicky baby. He cried a lot. And I was like, (laughs) really feeling overwhelmed. Like, what did I sign up for? I don't know if I can do this. And all this trauma was coming up, like, really deep subconscious. And that was really my first time of I don't know my fr- there were a couple other times when I was in high school where I saw spirit visions but this was this was a really I saw this really powerful spirit vision of like a hole like a black hole like leading to hell or something like in my mm. shower floors I was taking a shower and I was oh. so freaked out like yeah that'll get your attention <laughs> oh my god so I was like okay like the psychotherapy isn't enough we need to up this thing like whatever need you know there's something else and so all of that stress and pain that I went through, I went into postpartum depression therapy. I started taking meds, you know, because I had to be, I couldn't fall apart like that. I was a mom, you know, I had That's to. Right. I've got responsibility there. Young stay wives, together. Yeah. Depending on me here. Exactly. And then on top of that, they started like starting to diagnose, you know, and mm-hmm. that part I find particularly challenging to accept and wounding for people. I feel mm. really strongly committed now to not diagnosing people with a label. Oh yeah. Because I feel like it really uh, my experience of that was that it it really attached itself to my identity. And it made me feel like, well, I guess I'm just broken this way and it's just how I am. So there's no fixing me. So I'm just, you know, unlovable, you know, is kind of where I yeah. came to with that. Yeah. And that was really a painful spiral. So that, so it took a while for it to spiral down to that place, but that's basically where it went. You know, I kept going to all these therapies. I kept taking the pills. I kept doing all the stuff. And then I would self-sabotage with wine and try to distract and have fun with my friends and, you know, and, and like, and then take on way more that I can handle um, on top of the children. And, and I just would, you know, so I was kind of in this way of not, not really, even though it looked like I was taking good care of myself because I was going to therapy, mm-hmm. I wasn't actually taking good care of myself. Yeah, I didn't you, you were like sabotaging at the same time, sort of, yeah. Yeah, like tearing it down. Like I get a little momentum and steam in a positive direction and then just tear it all down with these other patterns and behaviors. So that went on for quite a while. I mean, that was my, my children. We moved out here in 2005. We moved to Texas. So we, our solution was, okay, we'll move. We'll move closer to your parents. Mm-hmm. And then that will fix it. Except, <laughs> yeah, except your inner self moves with you. <laughs> and also, like, some of those patterns get started in childhood. Some of yes, those patterns. And that can make it so oh. much worse. <laughs> so I went from the frying pan into the fire. I went from, you know, and all these realizations started coming to me. Like, I was totally thicker and thicker and thicker in my, in my, in my self-sabotage and in my stories and tearing myself down and, kind of like I I went to a really brilliant college I mean I was a really I graduated cum laude I'm a really smart woman but I was tearing myself down with these sort of like you know these uh really shallow expressions of femininity 
Yeah, well, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with your intelligence. That's one of the lies out there. It's like if you're a smart person, you're not going to do this to yourself. No, there are many. Denigrate yourself. There, there are many, yourself. many highly intelligent people who can't cope with their emotions, their childhood wounding, their patterns, who then, you know, do things to numb themselves just to get through. Yeah. yeah, and I used all the tools, you know, and I, it eventually wrecked our marriage because I felt so bad about myself that this latest little bit of positive attention from a man out there in the public, I would just, I would hop on right on that and get it, you know, and so, I mean, it just, it just destroyed our marriage and it destroyed me on the inside. It was really, I was having nightmares at the end, like powerful, really bad nightmares and like, um, you know waking up with, with these weird feelings of being suppressed and my throat choked and all of these nightmares. If anybody's had those kinds of dreams are really mm -hmm. scary. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. And I love my children. I do love my husband and we can't stay together. I, I don't know what is going on here, but this needs to change. Yeah. So when I got a spirit sign, I got another spirit sign. This was more positive. It was the end of the rope. It was this ship's knot like this rope that, you know, when you tie the ship up to the dock. Yeah. This big knot, and it just was in my hand, and then it was gone. And I was like, that's the end of the rope. It was like a pre-coordinated signal in my brain. I knew what that meant. Wow. Like when I got that message, it meant get out of there. Yeah, you, you've gone as far as you can go with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to disembark. <laughs> and I know my, my husband at the time just thought I was so crazy sitting him down and saying, I saw the end of the rope that's it. Like, that's the end of the rope. I never thought I would see it. I always knew that phrase, but I actually saw it. And that means it's done. And so we need to part ways. And that felt to him like pulling the rug off from underneath us because he thought we were really committed and we were going to be together till we died. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the intention you enter into it with, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but realizing I, I, just how transitory things truly are in this world. <laughs> and when I wanted to start a die, like in the middle of my life, that was a problem for me. I really needed to fix that problem, you know, so I could stay alive. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I took that leap of faith. I walked out. I didn't have any idea where it was going to lead me. The first night I felt instantly better, like instantly better. I, I want to dial back a little bit. When you got the dream about the end of the rope, what was it about that dream as opposed to all the stuff that went before it that made you go, oh, I need to It was to like a action. snap. It was like, a, like an internal um, truth rod. Like mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes Archangel Michael comes into my experience with his, like, his sword of truth and just goes like right down the middle of me. And I can feel it, like it resonates. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Okay, that's true. And it doesn't happen all the time. But when I get those moments, it's like a spirit wake-up call. It's like, remember who you really are. Time to go or time to do this. And so that was one of those moments where I, I knew, I just knew it inside of me the whole way that that's what that meant. It meant time to move on from this relationship, close that chapter and move into the next part. There's something else coming. All right. And would you have talked about it in these same terms at that time? Or have you evolved your language somewhat around it? Because some of us get these things and, and listen to them, but we don't really acknowledge what they are initially. Yeah, I had been through a lot of darkness and befuddlement and confusion and behavior that I 
it was seemed addictive, like the like the adultery that I could not stop. Like I knew it was bad. I knew I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be that person. And then I would go right back into it and not be able to stop myself. Like there was years where I just had behaviors that, you know, that led to my diagnoses, you know. And I, I was like, I can't stop myself. I want to stop. I can't. I don't know why. And so when I got this message, it was really such a soothing balm of clarity to have in the middle of a bunch of darkness and no clarity at all and just like stuck in a rut and in a pattern that when I got that it was like okay that feels good like that actually feels true it feels right I need to follow that I don't have any idea how I'm going to do that because I haven't been working full-time right so I've (laughs) got to like figure that part out Um, luckily I kept some of it going for a while so I was able to kind of grow that stream pretty quickly to support myself but yeah it was yeah. it was scary that, it's really scary but it's also as you were saying and i i love that you put this out here it it felt true and it felt right in the midst of a bunch of experience that felt echoey and off and and all those other words we use to describe not being in alignment yeah exactly like yeah. the dark tunnel the the set the depression i mean i've been crying for so many years at that point, like for at least a couple of years, just like nonstop. So when I finally got that clarity, it was like, okay, Beautiful. I, I accept I need to give up on this. Like I I'm not a giver this. upper, but I need to give up on this. Exactly. So we're coming up on our first break here. And I would like to invite all of you out there listening to us to grab a pen and paper and Take a few notes around stuff that's been going on in your life lately. Sit back and look at it and really focus in on and put your finger on the things that feel most true and most aligned and the things that feel like an itchy woolen shirt that doesn't quite fit. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here talking with Carrie Hummingbird. And when we went to break, she was in this process of taking this leap of faith out of her marriage, not knowing quite how she was going to land in the money net on the other side. So fill us in on, on how you managed to find your your feet after that leap. Yeah, so while... I mean, I got, a, I got a place to land. I got a guy who gave me a, a rental on a house, and he understood the situation I was in, so he didn't you know, put me through a lot of rigor or financial checks and things like that, which would have shown up on my credit. And yeah. <laughs> my, the time would have known, hey, what are you, what are you doing? Um, so I, I got myself moved out. I uh, got myself established. I, I increased the, the work that I was doing. And pretty shortly after I got started, uh, one of my biggest clients said, we need you full-time. So that was a blessing. I didn't like being a full-time employee, but that sure was in that moment exactly what I needed was some cushy full-time jobs that I could do from home <laughs> yes. for a company working out of state, you know. So I was like, yes, I'll take that. Thank you very much. It's yes. perfect. I'm, I'm so happy I got to fall up. into that for a little while. <laughs> I got very lucky and I, that set me up for, you know, financial support with a really good tech job. So um, then I started plunging into, um, you know, just opening to other ways because I knew I wasn't going to go back to psychotherapy. I was like, you know what, that is done. That marriage is done. Psychotherapy is done. It didn't work. I want off of these pills. I don't know how I'm going to get off of them, but I'm getting off of them. Something else has got to open up for me because I am done with this. The whole thing, I'm just done with it. You know, I was just, I reached that point where I'm fed up. And I don't want any more of that old stuff. I want something new. So because I got to that place, I feel the doors started opening for me to get solutions rather than just temporary, you know, fixes. Band-aids, exactly. Well, and you kind of have to reach that point. I, I see that in so many stories of people who come through here. It's the moment when you go, you know what, I don't have the answers, that everything starts to change. Exactly. And I was open. I started getting curious. So I went to yoga class with a friend. I liked the yoga guy. He played vinyasa. You know, he played Led Zeppelin to vinyasa. <laughs> that works for me. That works. <laughs> I, I dig that. Um, I kept myself entertained. I had a bunch of guys on text. And so I kept myself entertained feeling, you know, special for a little while. While I started opening to a spiritual path. And I didn't know that that's what I was opening for. I just knew that I was ready for something really profoundly different and healing. And I had no idea what that was. So the spiritual coach mentor helped me out for a little while. And then I got led to uh, my first shamanic program, my first shamanic training program. They had a local guy in Austin. He has a drum journey circle every single week. And I was like, ooh, drum journey. I always felt called by that. But I Mm. always, like when I was a little kid, I always wanted to go to the powwows. My mom and dad were like, What's the matter with you? Like, <laughs> don't you know you're a little white chick? You know you're white. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> like, you, you don't go to powwows. <laughs> I mean, it was just you know, the, and I always felt awkward, but I always wanted to go. So, um, so I was like, I'm gonna do this, even though I felt awkward. Still, I was like, I'm gonna go. So I went. There was a bunch of white people in there. <laughs> You know, so I was like, okay, I'm right at home. Everybody else has a drum. So I started that and I started his training program, uh, which is called the uh, Quest for Authenticity. And I thought, I need some of that. 
Yeah. I need some authenticity. So I joined the program, and what was really pivotal was I started reading one of the first pivotal things. I started reading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, yes. That's a lovely, <sighs> lovely book. What a relief that book is. It explains everything. So and, I, it, and it's so simple. It's so <laughs> simple. It doesn't have to be this huge, complicated thing. I read that book, and you know what? And I thought, okay, I got it now. And then I went out to try to practice it. And no. it's not easy. <laughs> it's simple, but it's, it's not hard. Easy. It's hard. So I was like, okay. So I, I actually read that book front to back 30 times to reprogram my brain. I'm like, you don't understand it yet. Read it again. And so I yeah, just read the book over and over and over again. And that was the first pivotal thing. And that actually tied me into my second teacher who I met like um, nine months later, Heather Ashamara who does warrior goddess training. And she's actually a protege of Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh. So that led me into the Toltec path. So oh, nice. I, it was like I was meant to find that path. So I was going to find out one way or the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was pivotal. And that has been a pivotal path for me, that Toltec path, because it's all about being the artist of your dream of life. One thing I didn't mention is that when I was doing all my high tech work, I was also doing my art because I'm an artist. I love creating art and I would love to paint and create pastel drawings. And I actually did professional art for a while. Like I was trying to build my career as a professional artist, which is one of the things I was doing to overwhelm myself with my two small children. <laughs> so, with all that spare time you have. <laughs> with all the spare time. But, you know, it was like I was determined. I'm not going to wait till that till I die to do my passion. So I, anyway, so that really appealed to me. When I saw that, I was like, wow. Okay, so like, I'm not doing art art right now, but what if I did art with my life? Like, what if my whole life became art? That would be cool. What if my whole life is like a canvas and I can create anything I want? Yeah. Dang, I love that idea. What if? Yeah. Right? So I fell for that idea. I was like, this is cool. And right around the same time I made that realization, I started, I got my first shamanic healing. I never had a healing before. Oh, Okay. This healing experience was so powerful for me. I was lying on the floor, which I thought was like ridiculous because I'd been on a couch for all those years and now I felt demoted. Like, yes, you demoted me to the plywood. Now I'm on the floor. <laughs> what, what the, the heck? heck? <laughs> and there's a guy drumming. This is so weird. But I was like, okay, my mind was going to mile a minute and I, but I'd had enough training now to just quiet your mind. Just Yeah, exactly. Well, and the <laughs> ego always wants to kick a fit when it knows you're going someplace that's going to undermine it. <laughs> and it was, it was totally like really kicking up the, the dirt in my brain. And I was like, okay, wait a second. What if I just suspend my disbelief for a moment? And see what happens. And the moment I made that decision, bam, I felt this energy come in over me that was so loving, kind, and just generous and just so, like, so unconditionally loving. And he stopped drumming the moment I felt that energy. And I was like, oh, this is real. You know, like, here it is. Oh, here it is. And, like, it was so gorgeous. And he started taking stuff out of my heart that was always there. Like, it always felt this painful, like, menstrual cramp around my heart like anytime yeah. somebody didn't like me it was like shame or something oh, yeah he took it out he took it out I never have that feeling anymore it's gone like it used that to always like, be there and isn't that isn't that just the coolest thing <laughs> so I was like so like at the end of 45 minutes I felt like a totally new person and I looked at him and I said I don't know what this is but I'm doing this like I not only am I going to get more of this but I'm going to do it for other people I'm gonna learn how to be this Yes, exactly. Because 20 years did not get rid of that on the therapist couch. And here we are in, you know, a couple of hours and whole new squeaky brand new you. 
Exactly. I was like, dang, this is amazing. And that was going right along with my idea with the Toltec stuff around like, I can be the artist of my dream and this is my canvas. And I was like, wow, like just like all the, all the potentials opened up for me in my brain and in my body. And I was like, wow. So I just plunged into it. I mean, I went to all these trainings. I went to great programs with great teachers. I learned you know, I learned so much um, from them about how to walk this path of the medicine person, the curandera, you know, how to, how to do these beautiful energy healings, how to, how to have like relationships with the four directions, relationships with the trees and the sky and the animal guides and like how to, how to harness all this energy and bring it to bear for someone for their healing. Like it's just been amazing. Like it's just the coolest journey. So, and I feel like I'm, I'm still like I'm living this amazing dream. Like it's just, it just blows my mind actually. And it is an amazing <laughs> dream, really. I mean, <laughs> if you it's think cool. about it, I mean, we, we say in real life, right? But the truth of the matter, this 3D world is not actually real life. It's unreality in a lot of ways. <laughs> It is. It's not as solid as I thought it was, like, or mm -hmm. permanent as I thought it was. Like, I thought it was all solid and permanent and stuck. And then, like, in that first healing, when I realized that I could feel him take energy out and I could feel the energy being flicked into a dish mm -hmm. with burning sage, my whole being was like, how do I feel the energy being flicked into a dish? And if that energy is being taken out and flicked into a dish, where's it going? And if I'm not one solid thing and I'm a bunch of other little things, then who am I? Yeah. Like it just opened up this whole inquiry about what am I? What is life? Who am I? What, what is this? You know, what makes up Carrie? What does Carrie mean? All of that came up for inquiry and, and question and change and, you know, creation. And I know on these journeys, we're, we're like taking one step at a time and following the breadcrumbs here and the breadcrumbs there. And it's usually only after your ways down the road that you go, oh, there's a pattern. Look, I have a path. What, how did that show up for you? When did you discover you had a purpose here? You know, I would say that my commitment to doing the training with the Four Winds because um, I did the training with the Four Winds Life Body School. It's a school of Alberto Vialdo. And it's a school of medicine that is based in, a, you know, um, sort of his magic recipe of, of teachings from indigenous people in South America. You know, mm -hmm. people that are all different tribes. And he's created some beautiful program around it. The, those teachings and that path and meeting the Carol people and going down to Peru and being with them, it was just like so powerful to me. It just, it like it woke up my whole heart. I just knew this is my path. Like these people, I don't, they look strange. They have these cute little, you know, they're wearing these like rainbow colored clothing and they can see right through me and I know they can. And it's like, it's just so amazing. It's so incredible. And, uh, and that just that fascination with how do they see like that? How do they, how can I awaken within me that seer's gift? How can I awaken within me the knowing of the divine mother and the love that she has for us? Mm -hmm. The knowing that my planet is all alive and everything, like, Every, they know this. Everything has a consciousness, even that freaking rational electronic device. <laughs> even my little computer, I was like, oh, sweetheart, you know, I know you needed to. Yes, come on. It's a lot of energy running these days. Yes. But I feel, you know, I just felt like so reawakened by that. And I realized, wow, this is amazing. And then at some point I put together the pieces that actually the work that I do 
in the healing sessions and even in the channeling, like when I channeled the second wave book, it's a translation. It's, it's like a translation of information from one state of consciousness into another state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's actually also reprogramming. So thanks to dad, I have this ability. I understand how to re how to program things. I can do it. I can program Java or whatever. I know how to do it. And I'm actually reprogramming people when I'm, I'm helping them to reprogram when we do our healing sessions together. Exactly. Yes. It's like, it's like, I'm not doing it, but because that's in my container, because it's in my, my consciousness and my direct experience, my soul can come through me and do that reprogramming with people in healing sessions, which is like freaking amazing. Yeah. People started seeing him. Like they started seeing him like stand behind me, like with his arms like this. A psychic, <laughs> psychist used to say, he's saying too many thinking. So I, and I too was like, <laughs> and, and tell us the thinking who he, gets in the, tell us in the who way. he is because you haven't introduced him yet to the yeah. audience. <laughs> so I didn't know his name for a long time. I didn't, I just knew he was this Indian guy and he was, you know, he came to me I, I went to the Cherokee. I ha actually have Cherokee in my in my blood, ah. and but the, the you know how a lot of people with Cherokee in their blood or a Native American can't find the trail of it because the person could pass for white, so they left the people, and then that mm -hmm. got severed. That's what happened to me and my family. Yeah. So I, I I've was, got a girlfriend who who walked that path also, and they've been trying to you know find their way back into that. It's yeah. hard, you know. It is. And third dimensionally, it's even harder. So like I thought, okay, cool. I know this shamanic thing. So like there's a shaman that can help me with that. I'm sure of it. So the first year I went to go get help with that, I got nowhere. I asked all around the village and nobody said, you know, they were like, whatever, get this crazy redhead out of here. But then this, <laughs> two well, years crazy later. Crazy white girl. <laughs> crazy white girl wants like to be Cherokee. What's the matter with her? So I went this, this uh, two years later and I was so desperate by now. Like, I'm just like crying, like I'm bursting into tears because I feel like there's something missing. It's actually really important. I need to get it. Like, I need to get it back. And finally, they led me to this guy named Bruce who is only there for the day. <laughs> of course, Bruce is only there for the day. <laughs> <laughs> He's working this like... This exhibit, he's like, okay, as soon as I get done with the exhibit, I, I'll meet you in the parking lot. I said, okay. So I start leaving with my, I did my two boys with me. I start leaving, walking out to the parking lot. And all of a sudden, this ball of energy, like, like a Texas grapefruit size ball of energy, like a softball, flung in through the back of my head, like where my head meets my skull, my mm -hmm. neck meets my skull. And it's just your, whoosh. That's your channel. That, that's that, where the channeling energy comes through. <laughs> It's like the mouth of God is what yeah, it's called. Exactly. And it, I didn't know that at the time, but I had to look that up after because I was like, what just happened? So like, this energy came in and it started like distributing throughout my whole body and opening everything up. And then I, could, I was seeing the trees breathing and <laughs> it was like I had to sit down. I was really dizzy. I'm like, I don't know what just happened to my sons, but I'm like, you know, and then it's like starting and I <laughs> Mom, started. Mommy's having a moment. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if a capillary burst in my head or, you know, so it's just like, whoa, it just happened. And right from that moment on is when I started working with this Indian chief, this Indian chief from the Trail of Tears who had been there at the time with the people and watching everybody die. And it is so much grief, so much grief in my heart that I felt from all the memories. Like oh. there were my people and oh. my life. Yeah. Well, it's your ancestors. It's not just the, 
what I want to say, the human empathy. This is literally bloodline ancestors. I know I've, I've bought different pieces of, of Native American jewelry made over the years. There are a couple of things that have called to me. And every time I buy a piece, I have to, to clear the history of the white man and the Indian out of it because it, it's, it's saturated that what was, what was done in the colonization of this land was heartbreaking, heartbreak, soul crushing. I can't even I think. think about it. It's yeah. Crazy. Soul crushing. Yeah. Okay. So we're coming up on another break here. So we'll give everybody a little time to kind of breathe through that because it, it is, it's really heavy energy and it's something I think we don't always acknowledge uh, you know, we walk across these lands where so many wrongs were done, and it's literally embedded in the soil. And it's important to stop and acknowledge that pain, acknowledge that hurt, and acknowledge that there's, you know, the sins of the fathers visited onto the children sort of thing, um, and do some healing around it. So hang with us. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you it's a happier story when we come back from the break. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for staying with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the wonderful, charming, and vivacious Carrie Hummingbird. And we were discussing being part of the second wave and this um, the feeling of, of being here on a solo mission that some of us have the feeling of. Um, if you have this feeling, what do you recommend to people who are having this feeling, but they're not quite sure what their direction is? They're not quite sure how their purpose is supposed to unfold or show up for them. Well, I mean, the second wave book is a great place to start because it actually... Uh, it has activations in the in it. It's like a it's like a book when you read it. It has healing and activations and remembrances. So it just helps you to remember and wake up to remember. Oh, that's right. I knew that was going to happen. I forgot about that part. You know. So, yeah. You know, like 
oh, okay, that's right. It's time to close the book of fate. I remember that message. I forgot. So it's just, you know, it's messages you already got. You already got it somewhere along the line. Like you knew 2020 was coming. You already got messages. It's time. Now is the time. You've been getting those for like probably three years. So all of that is in the book, just messages like that and more that you just forgot. That's all. So now as you remember it, a lot of people are say the experience of it is like, is like highlighting. I remembered that. I forgot it, but I know I remember yes. it again. You know, it's like that. So just, you know, it's helpful to get started. And then, um, and then I remember, I recommend opening sacred space. So a lot of us are not from earth. Like, yes. you know, we already graduated or whatever a long time ago. And this is just like, this is just an old glory days, you know, like, <laughs> is it? Okay. So like, we're visiting high school again. <laughs> it's just an old glory days, like just coming back in, like just to help out mother earth. But so, you know, um, if that's you, then um, you do have to get comfortable with it again. The density is uncomfortable. It's a dense planet. Um, so I recommend getting all the way in your body and getting opening mm -hmm. sacred space and welcoming in, welcoming the earth allies, welcoming in the four directions, welcoming the divine mother, like in, welcome in all of that support for yourself. And that exactly. will help to reawaken, you know, and get a mentor like Sophia Renia, you know, just yeah, like get I, a mentor. I, I was going to mention, you know, that's what Tues the Spirit Talks Tuesday evenings is about. It's about showing up and remembering and having a container in which to unfold the parts of you that you've forgotten. Exactly. Love that. Yeah, just waking up to remember that the purpose is and, and taking a step. So when you get the, the message, at least write it down, like I did in my yeah, journal. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> acknowledge, I got, the, I, yes, I got, okay. I, and, then, and then take a step. You know, you just got to keep taking steps as the messages come in. That helps you to remember even more. Yeah, it does. It does. I know at the beginning of my journey, I, I made it a point in a spiritual practice every morning to wake up and ask my God squad, what's the one thing I need to do today? And it was definitely a discipline because a lot of times what came through was really mundane and seemed a little underwhelming. But I did it anyway. And amazing things always came out of these little mundane tasks that I was assigned. And so don't, don't be too good for what comes. Yeah, you'd be surprised at how important it is. Like opening sacred space every day, like inviting your guides every day. Those things are, they seem like chop wood, carry water and really kind of like, gosh, do I have to do that again today? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all part of the deal. That, that helps it unlock. You know? Yeah, it helps you remember. <laughs> this is a planet of free will. So if you don't ask for help and you don't welcome the support, it's respectful. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to be on your own. I yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, so. your your soul will send you wake up calls, but I periodically, mean, if you get really yeah, off track, exactly, it, or if you're really stubborn like me and you've got a double <laughs> dose of German and Norwegian in your background, yeah, you know, <laughs> it takes a two by four sometimes. <laughs> yeah, then I, you're always grateful after. You're like, oh, thanks, I got really off track there. I forgot. Yeah, jeez, I I totally suppressed like all of my gifts. I thought I was. I honestly thought I was a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get confused again, you know, because it is, it's, it's the dance. We're in the dance. We're not up in the mountaintop. We're not like, this is not that lifetime where you're like on the mountaintop for like, you know, three decades meditating. Yeah, just meditate in the cave. That, and that, That's no, not it. No, no, it's about 
weaving your consciousness, your awareness, your mission into all of this mundane stuff around us. And it's one of the hardest assignments out there. It's hard. If you're having a challenge with it, pat yourself on the back. You're doing good work and you're doing just fine. You're here. I mean, you're here. And, and you're, you're still here listening to this broadcast. So and you're, you're doing it. So You're still here. You yes. survived most of 2020. Go, go, okay. go. You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> you're okay. You're good. You're going to be fine. Awesome. So if somebody would like to uh, get more closely engaged with you, how are you expressing your, your gifts and your purpose out into the world right now? Yeah, so the way um, – I do something similar to what you offer. I do uh, a group called Butterfly Circle. And it's just a place for people to land to navigate that journey and follow the breadcrumbs and run experiments. I'm big on running experiments because experiments open stuff up. Exactly. I I call it sacred living labs. (laughs) Sacred living. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. So that kind of thing. And I do weekly, I have programs I do weekly where I do channeled healings and guidance because sometimes people aren't really ready for a full commitment, like all the way into some group where now you're going to explore all your nitty gritty shadows and everything. So, you know, (laughs) other ones of us love that. Okay, so yeah. there's those of us who love that journey, and there's those of us who are like, I want to be connected, and I just want to do weekly healings. So I have those options as well. They're just yeah, exactly. different, you know, different levels of engagement. Well, but, it, there's um, a reason they call it Earth School. It is this one great big one-room schoolhouse, right? And you've got people doing calculus, and you've got people learning their numbers right next to each other. So. And you got all different grades too. So yeah. everybody's, everybody's working on different lessons. And, you know, the more we can all support each other in that is really the goal, you know. So, the, so people like to do the weekly thing sometimes just to stay in the frequency. Because working with these ascended masters and being a conduit of that energy, like it, as you know, like it creates a nice, nice little trail, tailwind. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's, it's wonderful. Can, can and it helps track onto. to kind of pull you along. Yeah. I, I think of it as um, like a frequency up-leveling because yeah. one of the things that they've shown me how to do is to hold specific frequencies. Um, and so I do that when I'm, I'm working a, ro- a workshop or a group like I do on Tuesday evenings. And there's something about being exposed to the frequency of something you haven't experienced in this lifetime that allows you to step into it more quickly than if you were trying to find it on your own. Yeah, and it's that remembrance again. Yeah. It's like you just need to be reminded of it. And, and sometimes you might need a multiple doses to get mm-hmm. yourself back in the frequency, like to generate it yourself. Yeah. You know, so there is that, like, it's helpful to, I know when I was on my first part of my journey, I got, I did tons of healing sessions with people that were further along in the path than me. And what that did for me, was it, it just, it re- kept dosing me with, with higher frequencies from people that have embodied more of the path than I had at that moment. It helped me to ascend quicker and get some traction. So exactly. Now we get to offer that for other people, and that's helpful. I, I call it the easy button. <laughs> and I still do my because, personal work too. because I mean, you can you can go out and do this all on your own. You can spend the time in the mountain meditating. You can do all of that, or you can you know spend a few hours with somebody who can pull you along behind them, and you know cut off a few decades. It's your choice, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, you can bushwhack it if you want, and then the glory is all yours, or, you know, if you make it. <laughs> you, you don't actually get bonus points for that, but whatever. <laughs> no, you don't. You just, like, all we're just going to the same spot. So, you know, if you want to get there, because this is the opportunity we have right now. We have that opportunity to go to the next octave, the higher octave. And it's going to be very different there than it is here. So there's a lot of work to shift yourself energetically and physically and emotionally and mentally and all of that to shift all of that into the next space. So we're all doing the work and, you know, continue to do your work. I continue to do my work because I know, Oh God. Yeah. I can't hold space for other people if I'm not holding space for myself. So, and that's one of the places where the ego will dress itself up and go, okay, I'm done with that. I'm over that. I'm healed. Yeah. I'm healed now. And then you get into all kinds of trouble. It's like, no, no, keep doing your work. Keep doing your work. No, I expose myself (laughs) constantly to my mentors who are very sharp and they're always like, with love, totally like, you know, nudge. Wait, nudge, let's, nudge. Let's, I'm, I'm going to, with love, call you on your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. sure. Oh, sure. did you see this? You did this? Oh, I'm so glad you shared that with us. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Mm. My ego's like, oh. Damn, I'm always- not as healed as <laughs> yeah. I thought I was. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's all good. It's absolutely all good. So we've got a few minutes left in the tail end of the show here. And I know you brought a gift for our listeners. So what is it you brought with you? Absolutely. Well, I, this gift is something I love. It's called the Love Mastery Game. Oh, that sounds fun. It's an oracle game, but it's not to tell you what's going to happen. It's more to help you find out why the thing is happening. Because don't we all want to know why the thing is happening? It's like almost like... That, that's like the universal unproductive question. Why? Why me? Why is why? this shit happening to me? But yeah, until you kind of can work through the why, it's kind of hard to move on to the how is this serving me sort of question. Exactly. So this game helps you to kind of get tuned into that why. It's like, okay, this thing is presented to me. What's my soul level reason for why it's happening? Yeah. So it's, you it can play it like a game. You can get like a 12-sided die, which is the fun Ooh, way because then it's like yes. you're rolling the dice. Like you're playing like D&D. <laughs> rolling the dice. Yeah. And you can roll the dice and you can say, okay, what are the, what is the um, mastery lesson I'm learning? What's the principle that I'm learning through this challenge? What's the state of being I'm practicing? Ooh. What's my state of being? I'm practicing through this challenge. And then you can invite and say, okay, what earth support is there for me? Yes. Like I'm on earth. So what, what's going to help me? You know, is it tobacco got some medicine for me on this? Is it Jaguar? Is it, you know, what's the medicine that mm-hmm. will really help me right now? My ancestors. So who's got medicine for me? And then with all that information and the insights on the game, you can kind of tune into your intuition and say, okay, I know what this is about. Yeah, exactly. And then you can get down to work because you know what you're, so your lesson. You could choose. It's like, now I know what I'm aiming for. <laughs> yeah. So it just helps to refine it so that it puts it in context for you so that you can, you can do something with it actionable. Um, and uh, and it, if you do Butterfly Circle, there's other sheets that my students get, which are like, what tool do I use? Because that's the other thing that stops people is what do I do with it now? Like, yeah, okay. exactly. I, I what tried, action do I take? I've tried tapping on it and it hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> so like I have this whole list of tools I provide in my, in my training program and I'm like, just roll the dice and then they'll just, then there's a 
tool. So tool. you don't have go to think. It. You just exactly. go and do the thing. So that helps because people get stuck. People get, you know, we all get st spun out on the most silly stuff. Well, and the brain likes to make it harder it than does. it has I, to be. So you complicated. Know, I, when I was expanding into this, right, I'm learning all of this stuff. I learned theta healing and I learned EFT and I learned, you know, you name it, laying out of hands, channeling, mediumship, blah, 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 oracle card reading. The list goes on. I'm, I'm a, an inveterate student. Um, and I, I got all of these tools and every single one of these tools gives you like this uh, opening of a container kind of framework that goes with it and all of them are like well this is exactly how you have to open your container in order to use this tool and I, I got really hung up on that for a long time and my guides finally introduced me to someone who had taken a bunch of these tools and put them together into a system and that was hugely helpful to me a, because I love systems, and that's what I was trying to develop, but it also showed me that it, in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter the sacred container that you open. Just as long as you have a sacred container open to use the tool in. Yeah, because you're, yeah. then you're inviting support from spirit to support you with the tool. Otherwise, you're just a human being using the tool, and there's nothing wrong with human beings. But there's a lot more magic with spirit. Yeah, the, the power boost is a <laughs> lot different. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. You know, if you want some jet fuel, you know, you might want to open spirit and call it in. So, yeah. Yeah, so this, this game actually has sacred space built into the framework of the game and the support of all the allies in the game. So just by playing the game, you're inviting that space for yourself. So it's programmed in. So I love that. It's still open it before you play, though. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Quick reminder, make sure you open your space. I do. I yes. recommend people do that. Well, uh, you know, one thing I, I started doing a few years ago, and I had a healer who was like, oh, my God, that must take so much energy. I, I opened a, a sacred space with the intention of maintaining it open at all times. Hmm. And it works beautifully because I am not spending my energy to hold it open, right? I've invited my God squad to hold it open. They can, they've got all kinds of energy at their disposal. I don't have to run that. They can run that. <laughs> yeah, another way to do that is, um, is to claim your space at, like at home with a crystal grid. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's another thing I teach with the crystal grid because the crystal grid, the crystals hold the energy then. Yeah, exactly. They and hold it, it open. And you just like create the, the crystal grid and you program all the crystals and you in your mind and you can communicate with them consciously. And then every so often you just reinvigorate it and then just go fluff out the energy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fluff up the energy and keep going. Just fluff things out the door that don't belong and just, you know, on your way. Out of my sacred space. <laughs> well, thank you so much for yeah. coming and visiting with us. We're just about out of time for today. If you would like to engage with Carrie's game, if you would like to be involved with her for healing sessions, you can find information on all of that at sovereignself.media. And all you have to do is exchange your email address to get access to all that wonderful information. So thank you so much for being with us today. And thank all of you out there in listener land for joining us. We are here for you. You're the reason we continue to do this show and to, to continue to put this message out into the world. If you have a topic 
you'd like to see, if there's someone you'd like to hear me interview, go ahead and send me an email to askazofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And I would love to hear from you. If you don't have something you want to hear, but you just want to tell me how wonderful and amazing the show is, I will humbly receive that as well. (laughs) I'm practicing receiving. So there's that. You can also come play with me on Tuesday evenings. And the link for that, again, is bit.ly slash spirittalks1, bit.ly slash s-p-i-r-i-t-t-a-l-k-s numeric one. $10 Tuesday evenings at 6 o'clock. We'll hold an amazing container and do some sacred living labs. And until next time, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 